<laughs> stock, pretty much domestic lager style. Um, it's just a fun sponsorship we did. We've got, you know, you see we've got black and okay, cool. red, and, red and white uh, home and away cans. Mm -hmm. So... So this is uh, is this like a one of your loggers rebranded? Yeah, then? yeah. It's no, no, no. It's not rebranded. That's okay. That's a completely different thing. It's got uh, you know some rice in it and so forth. Very uh, much in the style of oh, cool American uh, uh, domestic lager. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, you like the blade? <laughs> what are you gonna do? You got it. <laughs> Got to keep the sound guy happy. <laughs> yeah, um, this is this is another. That's about five percent alcohol. This is Teensy, which mm -hmm. is kind of a fun little project we were doing while everybody, you know, the craft beer was going through an arms race, and everybody's trying to make stronger and stronger beers, and everything's a big IPA. We made a three percent alcohol hmm. IPA. Actually, it started off at two and a half percent, but it, it's a really delightful, big flavor. Uh, just for when you don't want a lot of alcohol. So that's your Utah. So, that's your Utah beer, right? Um, my Utah uh, beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be a three-two beer. Mm -hmm. Although uh, Utah has since modified their their uh, position on that and opened it up a little bit. What's it now? What's it at now? Well, you can have five percent beer. You can buy five percent alcohol beer now in grocery stores. Okay. So, so how is this? Um, How's business been? How's business been since <laughs> since um, yeah, you know, it's been March? it's been very interesting. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's been devastating. It's been horrible. It's been hopeful. It's been a, a lot of things. I mean, we started off uh, late March, early April by laying off three hundred and fifty people. Right. So that was pretty devastating. That was March of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, and we basically shuttered both our pubs and both what was our tasting the, rooms. So, I okay, so I understand the pubs and the tasting rooms, that being a big hit because you're forced to shut down. You have to let them go. Mm -hmm. Were you needing to shut down at the brewery a bit We too? shut down for uh, a period of time. Everything kind of froze in place like it did in 07, 08. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe not quite as long because people still had to go to the grocery store and get food. And they got beer too. Yeah, uh, a lot of beer. Yeah, and and that really kind of kept us going, and we shifted gears very quickly from uh, you know about twenty five percent of our volume was draft beer, mm -hmm. draft beer for our own pubs, draft beer for pubs and restaurants throughout our thirty three state footprint. That's twenty five percent, really. 25%. And That's then it added, add to that another 20% of our revenue was uh, the, the revenue we made from pubs and restaurants and tasting rooms and mm -hmm. so forth. Uh, and so that was, you know, I mean, that, that killed almost half our business right out of the chute uh, by government edict, mm -hmm. shut them down. And uh, so we've spent the rest of the year trying to you know, kind of re, uh, uh, redo our business model, recast our budgets, redo everything. Uh, meanwhile, trying to be as, as uh, present as we can for, you know, all of our people, the people who still work there, the people who, uh, 
didn't get the chance to continue working there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, been a, it's been a very interesting, trying year. But through all of that, you know, there are reasons, like I said, to be optimistic. Um, and, you know, you see some people do some pretty remarkable stuff uh, kind of when their backs are against the wall. So it's, it, it's, it's had that component as well. Uh, do you have any specific examples by any chance? Well, I think we've, like I said, I mean, we, we completely rebuilt our, our business model, our budgets, our expectations. Uh, you know, our sales team got cut in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that half that remained have done some really incredible work. Mm-hmm. Our, our production crew that works by themselves, I mean, the office is empty. So... Uh, you know, it's a lonely place, and it's hard to keep in mind that there are other people working. They're just working from home. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are dealing with all the stuff you read about in the news, uh, having to deal with, you know, their kids are at home, their, uh, their spouse is at home, mm-hmm. they're at home, their home is not very big, I know. and they're trying to get a full day's work in. Good luck. Keep the kids busy and educated, and I mean it's. That to be a there teacher. are challenges out there that that are really profound that nobody really sees because. I don't. Know, under, why, I don't home. understand why people aren't seeing it though, because it's very because well, because you don't see it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you may know somebody who's doing it, mm-hmm. but you're not watching them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not physically watching them. You know, right. If they're with you in the office, you see them physically. Yeah. Present. Each day, you see the look on their face. You know when they're stressed. You know when they're happy. You know uh, when something's going on. Uh, but when they're not there, I mean, you don't pick all that stuff up on a Zoom call. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because so many people are saying that we can continue to work efficiently and everything from that night. We I can, disagree. and I think I think there's a there's a part of our business environment that's changed forever. Perhaps. I mean, I I say I, if this. If the pandemic happened even a year earlier, yeah, it would have been a disaster because because the the technology, it's not a disaster technology now. didn't quite work. Well, it's a it could it would have been a, a much bigger disaster. Yeah, because the technology wasn't there. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I think, still don't think the technology is here though because of what you were just saying that picking up on the tone, the body tone. If I yeah. guess, if I if I'm summarizing well, but, right, that's lost. I guess my point is. You know, whether it's Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Skype, you, yeah, know, you name it, uh, those applications are far more sophisticated than they were only a few short months earlier. Yeah. And, you know, I've been constantly frustrated by the, by the fact that we really weren't able to do video conferencing mm-hmm. the way the manufacturers said we could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it never worked. No. And now we use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been on, I was on a couple of conferences this morning. Uh, and I was just off a conference call that was on the phone, no video. And everybody seemed to be really relieved that I'm not on video, at, you know, at the moment. That, so that you strange, yourself were? Strange group. No, they, somebody else in the, uh, in the group was mentioning that. But it is, uh, you know, I think if I'm, a, if I'm running a big company and at the end of this thing, when they sound the all clear, 
And I've realized that people can be productive working from home. Mm-hmm. And people work, particularly millennials and, and younger people, like to work remotely from wherever they want to work. I'm going to look at that big, expensive, high-rise office building and wonder why the heck I'm paying for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think those, there's, there's a lot of that that's going to go on. Um, I used to agree with you. I believe that the innovation from having people together in an office is something that can't be replicated from Zoom. Um, I, I, I believe, but I, look, if 10% of people Ten percent of the workforce doesn't go back to the office. Mm-hmm. That's a massive disruption. Oh yeah. So we're that, not talking about everybody. No, no, we're but not. It doesn't have to be everybody to create that that massive disruption. People no longer have to sit in traffic for two hours a day mm-hmm. or four hours a day. I mean, that's profound. Yeah, that is huge. Um, and now the traffic's coming here, but. It well, is what it is. Yeah, that's that's all right because we didn't prepare for it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so yeah, I, I I basically have been seeing like so you know we went through obviously the same thing, um, and we had a big spike in productivity, and then the productivity kind of simmered down, and then we had issues when it came to training, and just being able to, like to to go through training for a full eight hours a day just on Zoom with somebody else was a pretty big bore um and uh then we were having like hits happen and morale um and since we've had people come back in we've been slowly rebuilding this team of people that are just like happy to work together and smile and actually be with other humans so i'm happy for that but then i have team members that like hey I, i need to work from home to do this or to do that or helping my mom out on the coast and we're like yeah sure go ahead um that's not too big of a deal but the um the innovation that i mostly see is when one one um if i'm talking to you about what we should do to uh get a good marketing campaign going from rip for rip city lager and you're like well we haven't done any videos i'm like okay that's cool we'll end up doing some videos we could do this this or that and then somebody who's not in on the zoom call but they're in the room like jacob he could end up saying like, hey, actually, Drayson could do like a stop motion of the Rip City of it going mm-hmm. like because uh, he had, has worked on motion, major motion pictures doing that. And I'd be like, oh, that's a really good idea. Jake. And so those kind of things end up happening daily here mm-hmm. where Jacob wouldn't be invited on that Zoom call between us. But he did overhear it just because he was in the same room. So that's the kind of thing that I'm, I, I like a lot. I like human interaction. This. This isolation, I'm starting. I was like, okay, yeah, we got to make sure that everybody's safe and that we don't kill grandma and all that stuff. But now uh, that we're, uh, what is it? We're in month nine of this, or ten or eleven, depends. Yeah. Pick your starting date. I think it's been at least ten. Yeah. It, I don't know. How do you feel about this boogeyman? Is it the same one you thought it would be? No, and and um. Honestly, I said at the very beginning of this, I mean, this was one of those um, seminal shifts that, you know, I said at the beginning, I said it'd be very interesting to five years from now to look back and see how we did, what we did, mm-hmm. you know, 
and I, I hope somebody does a real postmortem on this. And, and I don't mean this pejoratively at all. I, I, it, it, it's a perfectly intellectual question. You know, what did we do right and what didn't we do right? What do we wish we would have done mm -hmm. or known or tried or what? I think, you know, we've all been pretty good soldiers, pretty good citizens mm -hmm. um, all along. And now I'm not sure that we were given the information that was available. And um, seem to have been. A and lot I of think that's, you know, you want me to shut down my business and give up my life's work, my life savings at the ripe young age of 64 years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to give me you're, you're going to withhold information that I might that might be valuable to me because of what? Because ultimately it's a political decision you made. Mm -hmm. You know, some of this is starting to, to smell a little off. And, you know, I don't I, you know, I don't mean that, uh, uh, you know, but in a challenging way, except I mean that. except it definitely that, smells off. that you know you got you got politicians who have no idea what I do for a living mm -hmm. um, that are making ultimately arbitrary decisions, and you can say, well, it's science. No, it's not science. Mm -mm. Scientists only know how to. I keep saying this over and over again, but scientists only know how to answer a question one way, and that's if they're certain. And certainty is a very rare thing in my life and your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's 99%, they won't talk about the 1%. If it's 51%, they won't talk about the 49%. It's 100% or it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the nature of science. That's the nature of scientists. That's how they're wired. They don't deal with probabilities like we do. They don't right. deal with risk. Mm -hmm. Politicians don't deal with risk. It's somebody else's money they deal with. Yeah, so they're not looking at the risk reward of what is happening to, let's say, um, looking at this postmortem, our well, children. Well, they're, they're not looking at the cost. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to, to minimize the, the human impact and the fact that people are dying for, from this, but wouldn't it be nice to know um, that somebody was – you know, almost expired from uh, some other Obesity. comorbidity, as yeah. they as they say. Um, Extreme high and, blood but pressure. It, but if if shot by a gun. But if COVID was one of the contributing factors, mm -hmm. they died of COVID. Mm -hmm. They didn't die of COPD. They didn't die of asthma. They didn't die of cancer. Yeah, the they C died of COVID. Yeah, the and CDC. That's, to me, uh, deceptive to the point of being dishonest. It's well, the CDC. Uh, they with the whatever we're at now, the number keeps on going to the moon. Right? What is it? Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their own reports said that it's only six percent of those people. Well, the last time I looked at it, when it when the milestone was two hundred fifty thousand, is when I saw this, and then I saw it again when it was at I believe three hundred thousand. But it's around 6% of people died from just the coronavirus. And, and don't, don't mistake me. One person dying is, is horrible. If, but Yeah, but when people die on Colorado or on 97, we don't stop driving. Right. It used to be when I was a kid, you know, if they wanted to put a, a stop sign on a, a, on a four-way intersection, somebody had to die. Yeah. 
No, that's exactly you what know, it, like, in, in like, a that's car why accident. The, that's why the roundabouts on Neff know, and fender bender wasn't enough. Somebody yeah. had to actually expire, and you know, so so they deal with that kind of thing all the time anyway. But mm -hmm. the nobody has yet, at least that I'm aware of, done a, any study about the mental health of our society overall. It's because people won't. are talking about the kids. Mm -hmm. And what the kids are losing by not being in school and all that kind of stuff. Suicide rates way up. We know that. Oh, wait. Could you look up kid uh, the Oregon, I, I, the state test. Try to Google like the state tests that kids normally do, like the LSAT, um, all those ones that the kids normally do to see like how good you are at math and science. They basically paused all of them. And, yeah. And, and so they're not, they, 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 they're not even doing, even though you can do them at home, you can do it on Zoom. Right. Well, they the the SAT they it. kept the core SAT and they've given up some other component of it that ACT they, they I, deemed no. It was part of the SAT. It was it was another yeah. There there are different sections to it, but um, any rate, no. It, it's it it's unfortunate. I just I just want somebody to to like like I started out is is to to begin looking at this like well how are we doing. We're doing bad. You know, I, I think we, <laughs> I think we're yeah, doing really bad. I think bad. it's becoming uh, apparent that, you know, given all the best efforts, we're really not getting things done. I mean, you know, look at this vaccine distribution issue we've got right now. They only had 10 months to prepare. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, we don't know where the vaccine is mm -hmm. and we don't know how we're going to get it in people's arms. And, you know, we've, we're now finally securing some of these large public spaces where we can handle large crowds of people. Um, but, you know, the, they uh, had the uh, Deschutes County Fairgrounds here as a place where they can vaccinate all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. But apparently they don't have any vaccine. I, you know, it, it's like, and, and well, of course, what they're blaming when you the have, Trump administration. Well, and they're blaming, you know, everybody's got a finger to point at somebody else. But I mean, you just pointed at bureaucracy. Yeah. Well, so it shouldn't be is, too surprising that all of a sudden something that's a well, very large wanted, DMV wanted, isn't working. Uh, guys, I think Jim Cramer on CNBC said, you know, why don't they just give it to the military? Give it to the U.S. Army knows how to do big things. They know how to do big projects. Why? Did you give it to the states and, and allow the states who are all cash strapped mm -hmm. to manage this thing? Uh, you know, they don't they don't have that expertise. Give it to the military. They know how to do these things. It's amazing how cash strapped that our state is when on the amount of tax and that my business has to give towards it, especially after I that one percent. I don't rule. think it's the revenue side. I think it's the expense side of the ledger. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. So it's, it doesn't matter how much money you take in if you're always spending more. So what you, what'd you find here, Jacob? This is uh, remote testing isn't a viable option, and that's fairly the, uh, who's fairly? Superintendent of Oregon? Yeah, maybe. Okay. So they're not doing tests. Uh, and we're pulling this up to go back to your point of, the mental health, the education, the like, what what are we lacking on? And that's what's not being reported. It's like, well, we can't. We we're, well, they don't. They don't want to tell us how dumb our kids are getting. You're destroying entire sectors of the economy and uh, and, and our and, generation and seem to be very comfortable with that. Incredibly, 
I mean, I, you know, there are other sectors of the economy that are doing fabulously. Weird. Well, K-shape. you know. Yeah, why? The, the, well, why? The, I mean, can the, the best of times, the worst of times. Why right? don't people actually just like sit back and be like, why is it okay for? Have you been in Costco since this whole thing went down, Gary? Not here in this town, but I have been in Costco. Okay. Well, it's a madhouse. Mm -hmm. And why can there be a madhouse where I'm not being been, six feet from been, people, but I can't sit in your pub? I've been in other grocery stores in town that have been crazy. Yeah. But we were not even given the opportunity to manage our business responsibly. Which is ridiculous. So what I what I was saying from the beginning of this is let the free let capitalism and the free market figure out which businesses get to stay open during this, and I actually I gave an example of um, uh, I don't know if I did this on the podcast but basically uh, my example was your pub and Wild Rose and I was saying what if your pub decided to take everything very seriously and you guys had uh, plexiglass partitions surrounding every table. And masks were being worn, and mm -hmm. six people couldn't even come in. They would text you to get on the reservation mm -hmm. system, and then you let them in. So you mm -hmm. thought of all these things, and it wasn't Brown or Queen telling you what to do. It was you guys being innovative and thinking of this is how we're going to be able to have the m safest dining experience possible. Meanwhile, Wild Rose, right down the street, they decided to just go do the same thing, gangbusters at places slam just like you guys, but they don't do anything different. Well... Fast forward, and now all of a sudden we get reports that a bunch of people have gotten coronavirus from Wild Rose. Then people are going to all of a sudden stop going to Wild Rose because they don't want to get sick. But they are going to Deschutes because you guys have all these precautions in place. And that wouldn't be from the government telling you what to do and what not to do. That would just be from people voting with their wallets. But well, you don't get the, the opportunity the, to even there show are, that. There are a number of challenges with that. And I, uh, you know, one is that the people who work there, mm -hmm. you know, they don't really have as much of a choice as the customers who walk in the door because the customer can decide, you know, when he's on the sidewalk, I don't want to go in there. The employee doesn't really have that same choice. They kind of have a I'm going to work there or I'm not going to work there mm -hmm. choice. It's, it's, it's a much bigger thing. So I, understanding that, no, I think you're right. I, I, I had an, even last summer when we were allowed to open, you know, we have a fairly large pub here in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were only allowed to have 50 people indoors, including employees. Really? 50. How many employees now, do you normally have working Wild on Rose like a Friday? Wild Rose would have the same number, 50. Really? Not only that, it gets even crazier. When we had, they allowed us to put you outdoor guys are like, seating just, just in the Just so street. people that don't know that you guys are like four times, maybe five, the square footage of Wild Rose, but go on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, uh, we were allowed to put tent canopies on the street. And as summer was coming to an end and we're looking at colder weather, particularly at night, trying to figure out what to do about it, we talked to the health department about uh, being able put side curtains on, on the, the tent canopies we had out front to try and capture some heat and sure. keep people warm. And they said, well, okay, that's fine, but that's now it's going to be considered indoors, and the people that sit there are going to be considered part of the 50 people that are inside the building. Okay. 
Sure. Makes makes perfect sense. It's perfect sense. To nobody. It's science. To nobody. 100%. But that was their rule. Yeah. Common sense is not part of, of the equation. And it that's a little frustrating when I'm watching my family's, you know, life savings, you know, blow away in the wind. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's understandable why people get a little outside themselves and get frustrated with government mm-hmm. when we're in, you know, this kind of a situation where nothing that they're requiring you to do makes any sense at all. So what do you think about Cavista? Well, um, I hope it, their position works out for them. So far We've it chosen is. not to do that, partly because we're pretty high profile, partly because... You know, we want to try and be helpful, not not hindering. Um, you know, uh, you're rooting for him. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have much of an opinion for them. I don't know them, um, and and I don't. Other than what I read in the paper, I don't know much about uh, what. The, the position that they've taken, but I mean, I meant that sincerely. I, do, I hope it works out for them. Yeah. Um, basically, they've taken that they're they're done. They're done with the mask order. They're done with the people restrictions. They're just well, they're letting up. people in, and they're just adding up the fines. Yeah. Uh, they're apparently going to court to to challenge the fines. That and again, I hope it works out for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could, I certainly understand their frustration. Yeah. You know, you put everything of your life, you've risked everything. And the politicians who never risk anything mm-hmm. uh, are the ones to tell you, that you, you know, to, to take food out of your family's mouths and, you know, sell your house and, and move away. I, I mean, it, it just, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to take. I think the fines that they're taking. Uh, which hasn't been a lot uh, from the profits alone of how uh, significant the increase in business has been since they are the only coffee shop open in town. Yeah. They're the only indoor dining open yeah. in town. Well, actually, Black Bear Diner, um, if you want to support, they, they're open too. So yeah. um, eat there, please. Um, but they're the only place besides Black Bear Diner, which just recently opened, and they are consistently always since December third slammed. Like yeah. And they have a giant um cylinder, a giant glass cylinder that says for OSHA fines. And people are dropping hundreds and twenties and tens. Um and it's like filled that high with cash. Wow. So it's it's a it's neat to watch yeah, the community. I think people are people are certainly sympathetic. People are dying to get out and spend time with other people. Yeah. You know, um, again, I think when this is all over and we look back, it will be interesting, really interesting to see what we think of what happened. How can, like, what would be a scenario where you would open the pub? And it's not from the governor saying you can. Well, we're we're lucky because we have another channel of business that's available to us, and that's uh, 
bottles and cans. Well, yeah, absolutely. And so... I, I Well, how about in this scenario? You don't have that channel. Well, I think that's a completely different deal. I, I you know... <laughs> I, I, it is. You know, the, a lot of this, you know, this is not... This is new territory. This is not places we've been before. So I... I I, it, it's not fair of me to speculate on what I might or might not do uh, under a set of circumstances. Um, I, I would certainly be doing everything I could possibly do to try and not lose the business. Mm -hmm. Now, what that involves, how far afield I would go, um, you know, I mean, what would you do to save your family? You know, you lie, cheat, steal. I, I, I would like to think I wouldn't, you know, go that far. But is it cheating and lying and stealing when that is what's happening to us from our own government? Uh, there is a system that's set up that doesn't work that way so that everybody can make their own decisions based on their own judgment. That's not the way our system works. Mm. So I might not like it. But, you know, that is the system. That's why we vote. Yeah. We need to vote again. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I uh, honestly, I, I think about this when I go down and visit my daughter in California. I think, you know, throughout the, uh, the riots in, in Portland and, you know, looking at our pub in Portland, she lives in San Francisco. Okay. And, uh, and all that. And I, I look at, and and I and it's a bit of a head scratcher. I mean, I look at the city of Portland, and I think it's falling apart. It's it's filthy. It's it, it was such a beautiful city. Where's, and, where's and your I pub again that, in Portland? Huh? Where's your pub in Portland? In the Pearl, Eleventh and Davis. Is that destroyed now? No. Okay. No, it's there, but it's a freaking ghost town. Got it. And and I I think you know who looks at that city and even before COVID. Yeah. And says, yeah, we're, we're pretty much getting that one right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like nobody looks at the city of San Francisco anymore and goes, God, what a beautiful place. No, there's human feces I, I on mean, the ground. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's really, really sad. And the, what's even sadder is that nobody appears to really be doing anything to, to change the trajectory. Well, why do you think that is? Why is it that these Why I, is it that I, these places I, keep on getting I worse? I couldn't speak for those people. I I it it is mind boggling to me. It's I'm starting to notice it happened here. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is how to reverse that. Right. I mean, you know, how do you do it before? You know, Rudy Giuliani, who's not one of my favorite people these days, but you know, I mean, he he he, he did, did it, in, it New in New York yeah. by by, um, you know, enforcing petty crime, mm -hmm. you know, jaywalking and, and littering and things like that in New York, which had never been done. And, you know, they, at least for a time, got people to behave differently. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe we need to take ourselves seriously because if we don't, nobody else will. Well, at some point you get down, I think it's this... Uh mentality of altruism and virtue of looking out for like people with less money and but there there gets to be this this line 
and the line's been crossed by Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco. And the line is, well, she'll let the homeless shit in the street. And at that point... Because it's easier than dealing with them? Yeah, I guess so. I, and I don't mean by dealing with them, by, you know, doing something draconian, but, you know, there's, you know, they came from somewhere. And mm-hmm. some, you know, there's got to be some some solutions that are more active and results oriented than what we than just letting them be i found an interesting thing on that is that like so there's a lot of funding for like homeless shelters in these cities as well and they're often vacant they have a, they have a large vacancy rate they can always handle a lot more we're talking about cape brown just shut down three oregon prisons i mean those can make some pretty darn good and i don't mean i didn't know that. prisons i mean yeah. I mean, they they can make some some pretty good housing. Yeah, absolutely. For people in transition, mm-hmm. but you know, we've got to deal with the counseling and and you know the veterans and and the drugs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, the, so the, I'm not an expert. I don't pretend to be an expert on, on that subject, but it's going to take you know something somebody being pretty proactive to to resolve this i'm not an expert on it either i've just seen one thing that's makes me go hmm and that's uh the housing that is vacant in these cities um they end up kicking people out when they do drugs and so that's like their policy which makes sense but if somebody would rather do drugs and live out on the street then not stay clean and stay in there, then you're still going to have that problem. Might as well just let them, especially in our state now, because it's legal to do everything as of what? It'll be interesting to see how that, you know, again, you know, what we think of that a few years down the road. I, 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 I understand don't know. the I I understand the I rationale. Want, yeah. I understand, you know, and honestly, the, you know, to, when people say we've lost the war on drugs, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started it 60 years ago and or 70 years ago and we have lost it. Mm-hmm. And and so if you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and you know, looking for a different result. Um so I I'm willing to try it, but I'm not sure they have the resources to assign um you know, uh, counseling and rehab for everyone who comes in and, you know, or gets caught with a user's amount. Yeah. Um, I don't think so either. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure Ben doesn't go down this dirty path. And well, it, it's, it's kind of sad know, to watch of the, it happen. Part of the challenge of a growing community is it grows, every, you know, with, mm-hmm. with all kinds of people, with all kinds of 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 challenges i think and i've said this all along in my 33 years living here uh that it is you know those challenges are far better than the challenges this town had when i first got here hmm. you know the challenge of a of a shrinking community and one that you know where storefronts were boarded up downtown and you know it was truly depressed so um yeah, these are challenges. We should rise to these challenges. Um, but 
I, I'm not seeing any real dynamism amongst our uh, political leadership. Yeah, is this, Gary, has this been like the biggest hurdle you've had to face in your career? You know, I, I don't look at it that way. Uh, I mean, it's certainly unique in terms <laughs> yeah. of the, the pandemic. Um, uh, you know, it, and, it, and it had its moments where I was just absolutely gutted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what you was... know, it, it's fun to be part of a team. I mean, it was when we first started and I was the only person the only manager, the only person, open, you know, running this little brew pub in downtown Bend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lonely place to be. I have a lot of very competent, hardworking people around me now, and that's made this experience tolerable. Mm-hmm. You know, challenging, yeah. But, you know, everybody kind of got together and go, okay, let's suck it up. Let's figure it out. One thing we know is that there will be opportunity created out of this chaos. What it is, how we deal with it, what we decide to take advantage of, that's all to come. But, you know, just so you keep your eye to the future and not just, you know, the the right here, right now thing, which needed attention as well. Some of the future, like delivering beer to homes or... Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, you know, they've they've changed. I mean, you could buy a mixed drink now and take it home. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these at, at least the government is thinking about those kinds of things. It's not nearly enough. No, but you know, they're gonna. Joe Biden's gonna give us another couple of trillion dollars. Hooray! So, I mean, you know, honestly, I applaud him for doing it. You know, they need to do some of these things. Uh, while they're working on other things, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, they are you, can't. Are they you a fan of MMT? Then? Huh? Modern monetary theory, just uh, printing money. To no, I'm actually not. I'm more of a Keynesian, but I, I, I mean, as am I. You know, I, I mean, that's I, my degree was in economics, but it was back in the Stone Age, back in the '70s. So, uh-huh. um, I. I uh, but I also understand, I mean, I think every bill, every check that gets written has got to be paid for at, at some point in time. And we weren't very good at that up to this point. And there are people that disagree with that. You know, you can just keep going and keep borrowing more. It yeah, that's matter. the Fed. But at this point in time, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the reason you have a rainy day fund is for when it's raining. And, you know, it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> so. But where's the where's the fun for the other two trillion dollars? Right. That's what I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. Just, like, how much right. how much is this retail for the right on, now? The only way we're going to get ourselves out of it is is inflation. Now, inflation, exactly. Exactly. What does uh, this cost it, right now? Yeah. What, do you know what this is at the, on the shelf? Oh, the retail probably nine bucks, ten bucks. So eight ninety nine. Yeah. What are we going to do when you're going to need to make that cost be? That could easily six months from now need to be nineteen ninety nine. I don't if, think it's going to take longer than that for for that to happen. But so, that's that's only if they increase the excise tax or these guys in Salem get their way. Well, the velocity of currency is what is holding back a lot of inflation, in my opinion. Uh, and that velocity is held back a bit 
due to the people who are getting money are not going out and spending it as they normally would because they're scared. Well, there's 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 a lag in in all of those things. That's why, you know, it's interesting to see you know the the uh, presidential terms going back fifty years, and you know the president makes decisions and implements policy that we see the the result of eight, ten, twelve years from now when there's another president who either gets the credit or takes the blame. But yeah. they but they printed sixty percent of the currency ever created since 1776 this since March. Yep. I I I don't see it taking years and years. I think it's just as soon as it gets more into circulation and if the vaccine comes out and if they're like okay you can we'll on it sounded like Cuomo Cuomo said let's open this stuff up the mayor of Chicago well, said, he's they're finally getting the succumbing to the economic pressure yeah. I think I I they none of those decisions are made in a vacuum mm-hmm. they I the way I took that was that he's finally had a has a friend or a bar that he likes to go to that's like we're closing dude Mm. And it and something something registered, and he said, "Okay, well, yeah, maybe we should rethink this." You know, I, I mean, that's how those things are done, in my opinion. I guess Kate Brown needs more friends that own bars. Well, I yeah, <laughs> you don't have to touch that. I'll rip I on her all day. To touch I don't that. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, so that that's just a scenario of maybe if it's not six months, I mean, even if it's a year or two years, which I don't see it going much further than that. Um, what, what ends up happening to, okay, so everybody gets $2,000, but now your $2,000 only has a purchasing power that $600 or $500 had for you. Well, spend it quick because it, that's not getting to be more. A contillion effects. Yeah. Yeah. So spend it quick. Fight the cantillion effect. All right. I think. But then, what about your savings? That a lot of people are taking those checks and just putting them into savings or investing. It's going to be inflated or stock. Or well, know. if if you buy stock with it, at least that's an asset. If you put it in a savings account, then it'll be eroded away. Like you have the two thousand; it's in savings, and all of a sudden. Bud's hypothetical scenario, which we'll see won't be, where these Rip City loggers end up becoming $20, and now all of a sudden you could have bought, for easier math, let's say that you got um, $20 for the government. You could have gotten two of these, but now you can only get one. Right, because your your income hasn't kept up with that. Yeah. Eventually it'll catch up, but probably it, it hasn't really kept up one for one in our lifetimes. No, well, we're watching it so. with uh, just... I'm sure you've been watching it over the past few years, even pre-pandemic, on just how much it costs to have good talent. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. In, and now since the pandemic, it's increased even more um, as we've been looking around, or it has for in my sector, it has. So it's been surprising, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I. I and I'm watching the cost of, well, I, I guess I haven't been drinking a lot of beer lately, but how has your guys' beer prices been going up? 
at all since March? No, and and in fact, we're working on a on a model to talk about uh, reducing them in certain circumstances. Okay, so that's surprising. How? And, but it it's a you know it's a competitive market out there. I mean the, the yeah you the, created the a monster market seeks, seeks its own level. Yeah, and you know that's that's part of the the dynamics of it. Um, I'd love to think that prices only go up, but mm-hmm. that's not true. Who, um, who right now is your uh, biggest competitor? That's well, most similar. They to all you. are. There eighty five hundred breweries, or they were when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that long tail is. Uh, I, I mean, I was. We had the chance to go to Hawaii a week and a half ago, and spend some time over there and you know everywhere we used to go in places where we used to have beer on tap and so forth you know it's all little hawaiian local places i mean that's the that's the challenge it's, it's here you know there are 25 breweries in bend or the the area mm-hmm. around here and you know that's that's who we have to compete with mm-hmm. everywhere and uh, you know that's a real challenge. Then the further we get from Bend, the less they know about Deschutes. You know, for heaven's sake, they can't even pronounce it. <laughs> so, you know, Deskahooties or Deutsches or you know, yeah, Deschutes. Yeah, that's yeah. There's more and more people even in town that can't pronounce it. Yes, especially now. Yeah, well, new people moving. Well, in. yeah. Fortunately, we don't live in the Willamette Valley. <laughs> um, what kind of um, are you guys looking to be uh, penetrating any um, uh, abnormal markets coming up? Well, we're working on uh, a few in the east and southeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like we'll go. Well, we're in North Carolina. We'll go South Carolina, Georgia. Delaware, um, not really into the Northeast yet. We, we've um, been working a lot of that is, is going to be predicated on whether or not we can get uh, placements in some of the large chain grocery uh, outlets. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that happens, then we'll, we'll be able to expand more. But, you know, we're still... What's the main still still looking to find opportunity uh, wherever we can? What's the main flagship? Is it uh, right now? Our our top seller is Fresh Squeezed. Okay. Yeah. And it used to be Blackview Porter, and Fresh Squeezed came in and ran Blackview Porter and Mirror Pond and all that kind of stuff. And and Those are the whereas years. you still see uh, Mirror Pond around here a lot, and Blackview Porter is still pretty popular, still mm-hmm. the largest selling porter in the country. Um, oh really? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's it's lost some some volume over time, People due to everybody, for the same thing they've always had. They're looking for something new. Do you I think, think the pandemic changed that a little bit for a while? But as people are more comfortable standing in front of the beer set in the grocery store and staring at it for a while, yeah. I mean, for a while, people just came in, grabbed what they knew, and 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 went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we'll see whether or not how, how many of those old habits they, they fall back on. Um, so but, so you do know, you the think they're doing true, that more? They're going in and staring for longer periods since the I pandemic? Think, you know, you're starting to see some of those 
brand big brands and i mean big brands like you know coors light and bud light and so forth to you know not fly off the shelves i mean the early days of pantry loading and the early days of the pandemic i mean it was you couldn't find a 30 pack of coors light really they were just just stripped i mean the the shells are just looked like a bomb went off i mean <laughs> it was it was really something else and people were grabbing what they knew mm-hmm. and going and mirror pond picked up black butte picked up you know we we had some some uh you know good sales in some of those early days much to our surprise so that was due to people that would come in and get bud light but there is no bud light well that maybe and they it's like time to diversify some of that stuff i mean we're trying to you know if if we were there we'd we'd ask the store manager you know hey you got an empty spot i got beer you want me to put it there Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whereas everything is is very programmed in in those grocery store sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know, they're grabbing their empty shelf makes them no money. So yeah. you know, uh, there were there were very well publicized uh, shortages nationally for mm-hmm. those brands. So they were grabbing Bud Light and toilet paper. <laughs> Apparently, okay. I never. I understand the Bud Light. I I still am a little bit. Uh, that toilet paper is a little bit of a head scratcher. Well, you need it to survive, obviously. Uh, you will die. Apparently. You will yeah. die if you don't yeah. have it. That, yeah. That's forget, prepping 101. Forget water and those kinds of things. And food. You need, you need toilet paper. You need toilet paper. Well, yeah. that's just the uh, herd mentality that I find so fascinating is that once everybody started to get it, everybody else thought they needed it. And that herd mentality is something that you'll see in markets. It's something that you'll even see, um, I mean, with masks. Um, absolutely yeah so the uh the interesting thing on the herd mentality when it comes to masks actually going into cavista because i'll be in there enjoying a coffee and you know nobody nobody's wearing masks there a lot of smiles it's really nice it's like 2019 in there it's really great um (laughs) the the good old days the good old days (laughs) and uh you'll watch somebody who's not that sure that they're meeting somebody and they'll be coming with a mask and they'll be looking around and they'll get their coffee, and I just kind of watch them the whole time. And I would say eight out of ten of them end up, before they leave, they take it off. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they didn't want to be the only. Cares, you know. They didn't want to be the only person. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and the reverse is it. true. You don't want to be the only person in the grocery store. Like, oh, if everybody's wearing a mask, I better. Yeah. I yeah. want to be the outcast. Yeah. To me, it's. I'm I'm a, a little I, a little less worked up about that stuff. I mean, wearing a mask is really not a big deal. I mean, I don't like it, but if that helps get us open faster, I'm fine with it. I I I won't complain. Yeah, no. I mean, I had to wear a mask for seven hours, you know, in the airport and flying to Hawaii, but I got to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, I was good with it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to argue the point. No, I did that uh, to get to Mexico, and I do it again. Yeah. Um. I when you said to get us open, the problem I have with wearing a mask to get us open is that we we all have been, and we're still not open. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm starting to be like, it is starting to feel a little bit like that. I mean, you know, particularly in Oregon, where we are a more compliant group. Very. Um, and yet. You know, we saw the same trends that everybody else saw. Mm-hmm. 
So wait a minute, do we have all the facts yet? I don't, I don't know. I mean, these are just things that I think about. I, There's studies that show I'll that still lockdowns wear one. I'm don't not gonna, help at all. I'm not going to, you know, fight about it. I, that's not worth it to me. No. But, um, you know, I, this is where, I, like I said, I wish, you know, somebody would give, would treat me like an adult and give me all the facts. Yeah. Like they do. And I don't feel like they are. Well, they're not, you know, how much of a field day would the media have if Florida turned into a disaster zone after they decided just to completely open up? But they weren't given that chance because it didn't happen. And the same thing in yeah. Idaho. And I, I've got a buddy in, in Fort Lauderdale, and he he says, yeah, you wear your mask when you go in, then you take it off when you sit down. And But it's it looks just pretty much like it did before all of this. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, he said, yeah, my family got it. I never got it. My wife and my son got it, you know. So I slept in a different room, and I, you know, and we're, you know, we're fine now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that there are tragedies out of this. I and again, I I I'm not here to minimize that for anyone. That's you know, a tragedy is a tragedy no matter what. Well, suicide's but, also a tragedy. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. There are there are mitigating factors. And we don't seem to be considering those um, in the same way. Yeah. Um, I wonder why that is. Well, uh, yeah, good question. I, uh, I, I think that there is, a, there is a story that people have accepted. And so that's the one they're using. What story is that? That you got to wear a mask. We got a social distance, and restaurants can't be open. I How mean, do you we, get consent? As a society, that way? we've accepted that. I don't like the the consent that just the blind consent that that just folded as well, fast we trust as it did. to you know a certain extent. I mean, I think that you know this thing the 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 cases seems to be you know, peaking and and maybe tapering off a little bit. We're starting to get vaccines into the marketplace. You know, as the numbers go down, then, uh, you know, businesses will be allowed to open up. But I agree. I mean, it's it, some of it is hard to understand. Yeah, makes you just kind of go, hmm. But I... I I don't know where to stand on. Well, I do know where to stand on it. I stand against it, but I'm just trying to help other businesses and people figure out that there's there's other ways around this you can't open. You don't have to be like you guys. You guys have an alternative route. And if I were you, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be going hard into this and all the other bottling and canning operations that you have. It's a no brainer, but. Baltazar's doesn't have that and you know he's out of business now and Pilot Butte driving and Brickhouse and all Pilot Butte was really before this but yeah um you know that empty building stance is a symbol regardless yeah um no I, I I mean it's 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 awful to see friends people I know 
close businesses that they've had their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think there are, I, I just don't think that that is valued um, very highly with the people who are making these decisions. I mean, I PPP money how- doesn't, and PPP money is being, you know, distributed by the SBA and the IRS, who I have very little, you know, respect respect for. I mean, they're not, you know, but to be, I guess, to be fair, they're, you know, they're they're given a a, a mission. They weren't told, oh, except for PPP money. Um, but you know, it it's. I, politicians are trying to do the right thing i suppose but it's a yeah it's a it's a challenging thing this thing's got to resolve itself here pretty soon or you're going to find more and more people starting to ask those questions that i'm surprised there isn't um a lot more that are and there still is a lot of consent that goes along with it but i do hear the grumblings though across town more a bit and more. more people are are starting to but you've got an you've also got enough industries that have are either not affected or have actually benefited from this that you know take that them out of the equation because they're not going to complain you know you're down to restaurants and bars and those are largely populated by people earning minimum wage or something close to that Mm -hmm. um it's you know uh it's it's you have restaurant bars, gyms, but you're in the same category. Hospitality. Yeah, yeah. you're low low wage earners, uh, by and large, and you know, I you, to not even be in, be given an opportunity to do the right thing when yeah, like you pointed out, you know, you walk into the grocery store, hardly looks, you know, abnormal mm-hmm. at all. Other than people wearing masks, other I mean, than that, yeah. Why, you know, why do they get the opportunity and we don't? Well, that's uh, yeah. Why, why do they have the opportunity in the grocery stores, Walmart, Home Depot, um, the Costco's, everything like that, and some of these small businesses, like they, like California is way worse. Where, like, uh, at least here, you have a couple of people and they walk into Pine Mountain Sports, like the the mountain bike retailer um, and you can go into big five sporting groups, but they're more of a larger business. But anyway, that's allowed here as long as there's only so many people in at a certain time. But you know, in California, her but stories, you see some retailers holding people out on the sidewalk yeah, and other retailers. It's like, yeah, come on. I just stay away from other people. I've so, noticed. Yeah. Um, and but in California they have it so where you, if you're like not a Walmart or a big corporation like that then you're just not open as a store down in LA. Yeah, that seems to me kind of rife for a lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the kind of unequal application. Well, the strip clubs took it to a lawsuit and they won in yeah. California. Yeah. So now strip clubs are an essential business. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, that's another term that's become um, well, very unique. Is just like what makes something essential, what doesn't. So apparently, mm-hmm. liquor stores are essential. Um, 
which I'm not saying they're not, but that's essential. And uh, grocery stores are essential, but going to a gym or yoga mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think that's, you know, more that, that's arguably uh, as good for your mental health as a fifth of whiskey. I very arguably. And I am, <laughs> I am happy with my fifth of whiskey, and I'm not giving it back, but still. Is it, uh, it's the bread and circus from Rome. Yeah. You know, give them bread, give them circus. Um, yeah, and keep they will them distracted. They will always love you. Yeah. Keep them distracted. So um, our bread and circus here is, uh, well, literal bread, food, um, copious amounts. People aren't hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it to that. Not yet. Not least. yet. Not yet. And so if you have a fed population, you won't have a revolting population by yeah. typical revolutionary standards of any almost any revolutionary war. So you have that, and then you have them entertained. The circus mm-hmm. is football. It's basketball. It's whatever. So mm-hmm. there's your circus. Um, but we decided Netflix. to throw... You know, well, yeah, Netflix, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but we just, uh, Disney plus, um, we decided to throw another one on there. We're like, well, let's do bread circus and drugs. And the drugs is not where, I mean, you can easily go to being like, well, get your heroin stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. Uh, that is very rampant and easy to do. I'm talking about the legal drugs, the, um, oxycodone, uh, oxycotton, um, it's pretty much an epidemic that's happening. More people dying from that by itself, OD, and then from COVID by itself. Um, and you go down a rabbit hole when it comes to legalized meth, but that's what Ritalin really is. It's just one molecule away from mm-hmm. meth and from meth. Um, and then Prozac, Zoloft, all the antidepressants, mm-hmm. and then the anti-anxiety medications and the sleep medications. And this country is drugged up. So here we have bread, circus, and drugs. Mm-hmm. So I don't see Where does anybody beer fit really can. It's in the it's in the drugs section. Because it's kind of liquid bread. <laughs> And yet some would say alcohol is a drug. I'm, I'm just trying to get clear here because I, I want to be in the right place. Gary, alcohol is a drug. I want to be in the right place. It's a t- it, I, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I love this drug. It is my favorite drug. But it is. <laughs> I, it, like if you, you, you can't drink too much of it. Otherwise, you end up driving I, off the I road. Under, I understand the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess you get it. Right. You, you own Deschutes. So anyway... It's a delicious drug. Um, <laughs> but I uh, agree. But uh, yeah, I guess you got to take away one of the three in order to get people to be like, you know, what we had enough. Because people yeah. aren't. There's not enough. Well, that we at had some enough. Point in time, you know, you can't keep going. They will go. I mean, it. You know, that just there. There's just not going to be enough space for all of it i mean mm-hmm. or you're gonna have you know soylent green or some man you know name your sci-fi you know futuristic you know uh, uh mad max type type deal and uh i think you know you 
at, at some point in time, there's not going to be enough money. There's not going to be enough food. There's not going to be enough circus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people are, you know, those are already huge swaths of people around the globe that are being cut out. Mm-hmm. How long are they going to remain cowed uh, at this whole thing? I think there's, you know. Yeah, that's one thing that I think people aren't thinking of a lot, like that huge migrant push that's happening right uh, in our southern borders right Mm now. Um, Mm -hmm. That, so the Caribbean, tourism is just shut down, right? Right. Uh, All those people don't have jobs. They're not being fed. They are starving all across the Caribbean. Um, Yeah, what are they, I mean, people have, like I said, I mean, you know, business has been shut down for nine months in Hawaii. Yeah. So the same things happen in the Caribbean, it's happening in Latin America, and they are depending on us to come down and give the tourism dollars, and it's not happening. And so now they're rushing into America, and they're starving. And this is happening like uh, across many third world nations. But well, what the yuppies been, I mean, end up feeling here is that they're doing the, virtue signaling. Like, let me put on my mask. It's the right thing. And this is just how it should be. And everything should stay locked down. It's just like, hey, you might still be okay. And even your sister, who's a little worse off than you, might still be okay. Hey, there's still there's still roof and they're still getting their bread and circus. But people aren't in other areas of the world because of your virtue been, signaling. That's been the nation, nature of human migration since the beginning of time. I mean, you go where the food is. Yeah. And, you know, or you, you either go where there's food or you go where there's not war. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what's moved populations since the beginning of time. So now we see this moving of the population coming up and they're starving due to the way I'm looking at it is our own virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like if you knew that the whole maskology and all this sort of stuff is causing all these people to starve because you're not traveling down there and everything like that, then would you change your tune on it? Yeah. Or is that out of sight, out of mind? Monetary theory. You mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. M1, M2, M3, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's the velocity of of money. And and people hate the term trickle-down. It might be perhaps the worst political term ever invented because it, all it does I, is I mean, I really try don't to like explain the term social to people distancing. who don't understand economics the, the theory and function of money. And, you know, it, you know, if I get money, I spend money. And so I give some to you, I give some to him, I give some to them, I get, you know. And, and then they go buy food, which gives it, which distributes it even more. This doesn't make sense. I know. It's hard to, it's hard to understand. I'll, I'll speak slower. Um, so you're saying if you get money, you would then pay me for, like, this water bottle? Well, the beer. You'd pay I, me I for the beer? i give you money for the beer. Oh, okay. All and right. That's better. Okay. So, but you own the beer. So I would pay you for the beer. But then you're keeping all the money, Gary, because I'm paying this you for the beer. This is a hypothetical. I was, I was assuming you, know, you no, own I the beer for the hypothetical. Okay, fine. Then yeah. I own the beer. Then you give me the money. And then, I need, then I'll pay Jacob to then do this podcast. Then you can give podcast. him a sip, and he'll give you a little bit. Okay. And then, you know. It's yeah. crazy. Kind of, 
I get it. It goes on and on and on and on. That's and, how it works. Know, and, and yet the rich people still get richer. Yeah. 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 That's what people can't understand about this, quote, trickle down. I mean, okay, like, are rich people supposed to get poorer? Is a, is the name well, of the, not, like not according to them? No, I guess not. But I, I mean, like, okay, let's say that you're one of the rich people, and you're a woke person right now, and you're just like, yeah, the rich just keep on getting richer, and this is bullshit. And so now let's put yourself in the scenario, and now you have made some money, and you've worked pretty damn hard, and you've lost a lot of nights of sleep. Government almost shut your business down, but hey, you somehow made it. So now you're supposed to take what you made and purposely blow it? Uh, Is that no, the point? I don't, I don't think it's purposely blow it. I, I would argue that the virtuous thing would be to you know, find ways to help people who are less fortunate. Yeah, I do that by giving them jobs. Yeah, well, you give them jobs, but you, you know, there are lots of ways to do it. Not, not everybody... You know, can fill a spot in your your bullpen. No, well, okay, okay, like that. You can give jobs. You can invest in other businesses that will create jobs. You can do all sorts of things. Like, but when you're spending money on beer or whatever, it is creating some sort of a wealth for another person to be putting into typically other people or sending it to China. I'll say the only unvirtuous thing would be sending it to China. The, uh, well, but that that was even that concept was born of a different uh, source of virtue, it, it's reducing cost. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's it, it, at a certain level, that's that's virtuous. You know, you're not wasting money. So, God, what is virtue? Oh, well, yes, yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's a philosophy. That's a, that's a discussion for another uh, podcast. <laughs> I can, yeah, that that could be a whole three-hour conversation on what is virtue, a good Socratic yeah. conversation. Yeah. All right, I'm excited to try this yeah. teensy. So. so you guys are just like, everybody's going crazy with the alcohol, and we want to go the other way. You know, What was we, that meeting like? We like to have fun, and sometimes our people struggle to understand our sense of humor. You mm-hmm. know, everybody was going for, you know, bigger, hazy ipas and at the same time they're going for low-cal low-alc all this kind of stuff we did two things we created a beer that called bulk phase which was a imperial ipa that may have had the most calories of any beer ever made had more <laughs> had it, we added all kinds of extra protein and carbs to it and it was the beer nice. for after your workout at the gym instead of <laughs> post that, gym as, workout beer. instead of that protein smoothie we have something better. We had a protein beer we called Bulk Phase. Well, this is kind of the same thing. You know, we're... Does that still people exist? People are going to... Uh, we, di- we only did it once. Okay. And even this one, Teensy, is, is just made for kind of local. Yeah. You can buy it in our tasting room or our pub. Okay. Um, and, you know, we're kind of testing the, the waters with it. Is a 3% alcohol... Uh, hazy uh, ale, something people want. You know, everybody wants. Uh, there are there are occasions where people want less alcohol, less calories, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
would they want something like this that that pushes that envelope just a little more? Teensy. And, and it tastes delicious, quite frankly. I mean, I'm really yeah, enjoying it. it. Yeah, it's, it's um, good. It doesn't taste like it's, you know, 3% alcohol. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We, we do a lot of things that, you know, don't really see the light of day outside of Bend, Oregon. But that's one of the great things about living here in Bend. You can make a marketing campaign it's like teensy from when you want to get just a little lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, the, uh, you know, one of the things we're, so, so tell me, you're in marketing. Tell, you know, what do you think about the, the name teensy? Oh, I find it very, that's one of the things I find it very people, unique. Yeah. Um, that, that people go, oh, but I don't like that word. It makes it seem, you know, you won't see big burly guys drinking teensy. And I say, well, I see them drinking White Claw. What the hell? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Nobody's collecting their man card at the door. No, no. They'll drink what they want to drink. Um, I think you will end up having a uh, a pretty good market share of... Um, so is this, this is low calorie? I assume. Okay. Well, I don't know if it says the calories on here. I, I honestly... Don't know what they are specifically. It doesn't say. Yeah. But it's three percent alcohol. It can't be can't be much in the calorie department. Is it typically more calories come with more alcohol? Yeah, alcohol metabolize. I mean, a gram of alcohol metabolizes like you know eight grams of fat or something. I mean, it's it's okay. a it's a um, yeah, it's a significant contributor to the calorie count. Yeah. Um. I would see this probably doing the same thing if it would be successful uh, as like the seltzer community is, is where it will start with um, 20 start, millennial, start. millennial women. And then start with uh, an online influencer somewhere. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no. Yeah. It could be with millennial women. And then like some guy was end up drinking it and then it would go from there. Yeah. Um, have you guys been thinking about getting into the seltzer space? Uh, we thought about it. We had a, a brand that wasn't a seltzer, but it was called Modified Theory mm -hmm. that we were coming out with. It was a, a kind of a hybrid deal. And uh, we introduced that in March of 2020. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Sometimes, <laughs> you, sometimes you just nail it. Yep. And uh, so anyway, that, that uh, really didn't see much for the light of day. And uh, Maybe one day we'll bring it back, but for now it's resting comfortably in our back room somewhere. Mm -hmm. But that was a seltzer? No, it was uh, made similar to a seltzer, but it was a little bit more alcohol, a little bit uh, more flavor. We were really, we, we coined the term a hard bevy. Okay. And was you could drink it straight out of the can, you could pour it over ice, or you could mix it with your favorite Cocktail, cocktail and it came sure. with a you know a, a drink recipe simple drink recipe on the label and yeah so it was it we did more consumer research on that brand than we had done on anything in the history of the company and really the the results were quite shocking i mean the uh uh you know the response was incredibly positive mm-hmm 
but it required that we educate people and that was going to take some time and then the pandemic happened and yeah and that never got the chance yeah then you so just had to go to got, priorities we got to get focused in in ways that you know we know and if modified theory comes back one day and i hope it does um then great if it doesn't it will be for some pretty good reasons i i imagine what's your opinion on the seltzer market well it's it's a uh you know it's a natural evolution from you know originally wine coolers which became beer coolers which became you know other things and and you know there's some people that are looking for i you know something that's fruity flavored you mm -hmm. know that you don't really taste the alcohol that um can give you a buzz i guess if you know you you, you have that much um but it's something that uh oh, they, totally they want to drink that isn't you know that isn't particularly challenging in terms of its flavor profile i mean mm -hmm. i don't mean that in a in a bad way it's, some people want something that's light and fruity mm -hmm. uh and so modified theory is more of like i have i never had it was a little a bit more it was a little stronger it was five and a half percent alcohol something like that okay and our and our research uh revealed that people wanted something five and a half six percent alcohol they they didn't want it to be light for the occasion that they were thinking about mm -hmm. um it really they really wanted it to be a little bit stronger uh for for those occasions so how were you doing research how were you uh finding that that's what people wanted we were uh convening groups of uh, uh of consumers craft beer consumers uh consumers of non-craft and uh and we were asking them questions and we were putting products in front of them and saying tell us what you think mm -hmm. videoing the whole thing I mean, it was a pretty extensive, like I said, it was more research than we've ever done for a new product introduction in the history of the company. When you video people, um, are you looking to see if they're actually telling the truth later on, like uh -huh. visual cues and stuff like uh -huh. that? Yeah, they do. It depends. You know, you, there are different levels, and we couldn't do everybody the full soup to nuts mm -hmm. kind of evaluation, but there were others that, that we could. Some were uh groups some were people that were you know true craft beer drinkers some weren't uh some were actually influencers in the craft beer space some were most weren't mm -hmm. um and we we could segregate them and and kind of slice and dice the 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 numbers that came out of those uh uh groups and uh it was pretty interesting really yeah it sounds fascinating was that happening yeah. in bend or were you doing it around? No, it was, uh, we did them in San Francisco, Seattle, L.A. maybe. So people there were like, Denver uh, maybe. I can't remember exactly. We did three or four kind of pods around the West. So people that would be saying, ah, D-sheets or D-shoots. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Deskahooties. Deskahooties. <laughs> It's it's good yeah, it's it. really kind of a sad commentary on our educational system, don't you think? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to. No, I yeah, no, you don't get it. It's 
It's just a bummer because our educational system is only going further in the gutter of what's going on now. Yeah. Like you have all this at home learning and everything, and that's just a such a god darn bummer. Yeah. Because um, you know, I've got my nephew. He's uh, he's nine, and he doesn't even want to go back to school because he has so much fun. You know, I didn't want to go back playing. to school when I was nine either. Yeah. No, I get it. God, but, I was having fun. Summer break. What school? Oh, God. Yeah. Mom's dragging me downtown to buy new clothes. Like, I don't want new clothes. No. I, yeah, and I was the same way. But I, it was just the summer, though. Now it's been the year. A year. <laughs> a full year. And losing a year. For, you're right. Losing a year for those kids. That's going to be hard to make up. It's the social development that Other you end up losing. We'll find a way to dumb down the system so that everybody feels good. But that won't work in a global Sorry, economic that was day. cynical. No, that's <laughs> that won't work though. Think about it. I mean, you know it won't work. I know it won't work. Not in a global economy we live in today. Maybe if we yeah. just lived in the American bubble, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to have to. But make China's. It up. I I, I uh, heard today they're talking about you know trying to encourage uh, them. We've got to go year-round school for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, if we like have that, any that, chance of catching up, you know, we've got to go year-round. Can you uh, look up any stats that talk about um, Chinese education compared to American? Be really, I I I've seen a few over my late nights of going through this, but I don't have them memorized. Um, but it's uh, not only are we lagging behind that, but like China as a whole, like like them or not, they are crushing it right now. They have this Belt and Road Initiative that is getting near completion, where they're gonna have all these maritime railroads, highway systems, all funneling 70% of, no, 60% of the world's population right to China. And that consists of 40% of the global GDP, which so how are will they, grow. They're going to funnel 60% of the people? Just commerce, of commerce, oh. will be uh, efficiently gone, will be efficiently through maritime railroad and uh, roads through this huge infrastructure project of building ports, railroads. Well, they build whole cities that don't have a single person in them. I mean, you know, they, they, they've not been shy about spending resources, Mm -hmm. um, but then nobody lives in them and eventually they deteriorate. I I mean, you know, good for them. And it's nice to be in a, a, totalitarian communist society where you know the the owner can do what he wants mm-hmm. but um at some point in time that gets to be an exceptionally expensive project yeah but they have an exceptional amount of money from us we're funding it you know, yeah they- yeah i mean in trade sure um yeah, I mean that was. We don't again, make anything I'm, anymore. I'm, you're you're one of the only guys I know that makes something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And the aluminum is probably resourced from China, but uh, that's not. Yeah, China, Canada, you know. Yeah. Outside the outside the U.S. borders, for I, sure. I don't I, I don't blame you. I mean, I do the same thing with my side hustle, which is on pause right now. But all the glass had to be bought from China. I wanted to do it in America, but I was looking in America for glass, and I was like, right. "Yeah, you're out of your mind." Yeah, yeah, no. There's no way. There's no yeah. way I could get it going. There's no way I could yeah. get it off the ground. Yeah. How is that side hustle going? It's on pause because of the clown world that started in March. <laughs> <laughs> 
So all right then. Yeah, I mean, right I'm then. I'm gonna you you've given me a lot of fantastic advice, and I'm looking and, to be bringing on some in my fridge. We're we're having it uh, when our the kids were home because they eat a lot more hot sauce than we mm-hmm. do. So they enjoying it. Yeah. Good. No, it was great. Good. It was great. Um. Yeah. No, I we plan on getting it back going. I um actually. I found a production partner, um, so that I will be able to get my life back because it was just chopping pepper. But when um, <laughs> it was bad, but when hard to get that stuff off your hands. Yeah, when um, everything went south, like you know, you guys got hit hard. We got hit incredibly mm-hmm. hard. Oh yeah, too. So it was just um, how to make Mizama survive because Mizama is paying for for habit right what'd you find jacob stats are blurry i don't know well you want to read them uh well the u.s does the most of what okay okay so china's less 6.4 wow a lot less well i think you've got to drill into those numbers and i'm guessing but you know they have a a very agrarian uh society still mm-hmm. and so if you live in the city, that's one thing, but I think a a substantial part of the population lives outside the mm-hmm. city, and one of the challenges that China has had is has been getting connectivity between their various commercial uh hubs, hubs. yeah and uh, so, you know, that strikes me as yeah, I, I'd want to know more about that, uh, about that number because, you know, it is still a, a pretty substantially agrarian society. Mm-hmm. So children out of school, primary female, 8.48 million ranked first children out of school, primary per thousand children out of school of primary. Children out of school primary. What does that mean? Can you click on that? Say so 14.19. Children out of school primary, out of school primary. Children of primary school age. Today is the total not number enrolled. of primary school age children who are not enrolled in either primary or secondary yeah. schools. So apparently China sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. I guess so. There you go. Their higher education. Okay. And I knew it was something like that. So, what? Where's that at? The uh, 23.98. No, we got to be. Compulsory education duration, government spending on education, literacy, female. Yeah, no. Guess I was thinking of Japan or something. I don't know. Uh, but um, the Belt and Road Initiative is happening. They are launching the digital wand, um, which should be something that we should take very seriously because if the United States loses the reserve currency that we are for the world, mm-hmm. yeah, that's then been, we're really that, screwed. That's been threatened for quite a while. I mean, you know, since seventy one, one of the few things that that trump did 
you know, well that needed to be done was really challenging China. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, I hope Biden keeps up that challenge. I know he's going to soften. Tells me he won't. Well, the, he's going to soften some of the stances, but I think uh, people I know on both sides of the aisle all said, you know, say that, yeah, I mean, that, that really needed to be done. Somebody had to, had to stand up to China. Did you hear about that uh, U.S. senator, or was it the House of Representatives, Swalwell, who was caught sleeping with uh, the Chinese spy? Chinese. I, I read something Fang about Fang. it. I, I don't know any of that. Oh, Fang. Yeah, I did, I did hear that. Fang I thought, Fang. nice name. Yeah, her name is Fang Especially Fang. if you're a spy hooker. Yeah, and he got caught on video of having sex with a Chinese spy. Not one, like he was like in a relationship with her. So the National Enquirer fo followed him? No, I, I don't know. Because they're pretty good at that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who followed them. But they was, caught him. They I was watching that, that special on Tiger last night. On Tiger Nash Woods. Mm. And National Enquirer. I mean, those guys are pretty good at following you anywhere they want to follow you. So they followed him like during the whole event with the oh, yeah. golf club all and everything? The, all the... Well, not the golf club because he was at home. But every time he, but he was got out hit with, with a golf club, didn't he? Every time he was out with, you know, some gal, they were they were there, and it, was, it got pretty tawdry. But yeah, he, he got hit by a golf club, right? His wife. Well, hit him his in the wife face. supposedly broke a window to get him out of the car. But apparently, I think she broke the window because she was chasing him and you know, banging on the car with a golf club. Okay, I thought I got hit in the face with it. No, I think he, no. So, Eric Swalwell, and is that the best? That's what I got. Oh, dude, they, they, it's totally, like, they, like, it's straight up, like, yeah, unless the freaking media already covered its trip. Just like the, when we were looking up fascism. Oh, there she is, Fang Fang. Yeah, oh, there they are. So anyway, she's a Chinese spy. He's a senator. Nothing's being done about this. He was on the uh, board to impeach Trump the second time around a week ago. Pelosi put him like he just got caught with his spy three weeks ago. And they're like, yeah, he seems to be a good guy. We'll have him impeach the president. Like what? I'm not saying. It. Well, no, I don't think he should have been impeached. But whatever. It doesn't matter because he, this is all goddamn bread and circus. It's circus. Bread and circus. It's all it is. It's like That's politics it. is mean, another form of he's, entertainment. He's the definition of that. The whole system is. It's the WWE. Yeah. Well, but he, he, he seemed to take it further. I he, guess so. He seemed to climb on the, the top rope better than anybody else. He really did. And now CNN's going to have nobody to cover. Name's Sleepy Joe Biden. That's not fun. It's oh, they'll very find boring. They'll make, they'll make something up. They'll make something up. God. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you don't think Fox is going to play nice now. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, they're the controlled opposition. They, 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 they all are. They I got mean, bought out. and Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't trust any of it anymore. I don't watch any of that no, stuff. No, there isn't, there isn't anything you can trust. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame. What I was wondering is this, like, was, uh, you know, we... You'd say like, oh, is there, you know, gone are the days of Tom Brokaw and Walter Cronkite and everything like that. Could we trust them? We did. I know we did. It seemed to work. 
It did seem to work. No, I th I say, I, I mean, I've said many times, I put the demise of modern society squarely at the feet of Ted Turner. Mm. He, was, he created the 24-hour news cycle. He did. And now, you know, I mean, if, if there's not enough news to fit into 24 hours, they had to make shit up. And now what's the, what's the uh, primary function of a news station? The primary mm, function to get is, ad revenue is this, yeah, mm -hmm. is to sell more feminine hygiene products or erectile dysfunction medication. I mean, you yeah. know, it if you get people to watch, so you know, then you'll be able to charge more for your advertising seconds. Yeah, and you know, now it's like, how many twenty-four hour news cycle programs do we have? So it's not enough to report the news. Now you have to do it with perspective. Yeah. So, you know, you're, whatever you, you consider left, right, or, or indifferent, you know, you, now you got a whole armful of these channels that are fighting to get more people to watch so that they can charge more for the advertisement for toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And... You know, that's the only they we don't have news reported. Walter Cronkite would never make it today because he was an ugly old fart. You know, now we have spokesmodels, mm -hmm. male and female. Right. I mean, how many blonde, you know, beautiful women can Fox News come up with that can speak coherently enough to repeat a script? Because okay. that's all they do. And now yeah. everybody is kind of kind of uh following that same that same model uh you know it happened to sports it, you know espn oh, was the, the first one hour. and now yeah. we've got all kinds of things and they're they, i watched the you know the pandemic was serious and that I, I had to watch the you know uh national championship cornhole championships i mean that's a real thing mm -hmm. i'm not joking yeah i mean it's unbelievable and they had, you know, crowd noise behind them where there was no crowd, just like football. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know whether they would have had a crowd otherwise, but you don't know. But there was a crowd DJ. There was a crowd DJ. Yeah, the crowd DJs, are they, they started to get to me. I, that's, I've been having a hard time with the circus aspect um, of the conversation being the, the sports and the Netflix. So in the sports scenario, I've been still watching occasional games, but... Um, it's been hard. It's been hard. It's just like watching security theater for me. Empty, yeah. empty stadiums. People making sure they're wearing masks, doing the interviews. It's tough. I mean, they're trying their best. It's, it's you know, it's entertainment. It's a way to fill that space. Um, no, nah, I just, I, you know, and that's that's kind of what news has become mm -hmm. is entertainment. And you know, unfortunately, they don't tell you when the program coming up is editorial. They don't, and you know, and they're they all editorial. make you believe that this is, you know, that this is news, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, that's, I think, dishonest. Uh, I think it's deceptive. I think it's it's really hard to watch. It's also hard because uh, all the sections seem to be editorial now on the twenty four hour news um, cycles. That has certainly 
taking up more, you know, and you've got, uh, you, again, you've got spokesmodels who are there proffering a perspective. Mm -hmm. And they all have like, they have their spins like either Trump's evil or he's great. But there's a spin on the on what he yeah, did as Orange Man bad or saying, Orange Man good. You know, there. Well, and 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 honestly, what's really sad these days is we can't agree on what the facts are. No, not at all. You know, so that then we can derive, you know, some sort of direction from that. We can't. We can't agree that the sky is blue. I mean, we really can't. And well, it's, it's not. That's really sad. Well, it is to me. Yeah. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's made discourse almost impossible. Yeah. Just, I mean, we can't disagree. We don't know how to disagree. No. And also, when people do talk, it's more on social media than in person because we're supposed to be doing the social, social distancing thing so much. So, when in like. As we've had conversations, there's things that you and I have uh, disagreed on and agreed on, and we're having a civil conversation. But if you and I were behind a keyboard, and if we were just making posts, then all of a sudden fangs could come out a bit more. Absolutely. And things of that nature, because you're not like literally here. So I'd be like, well, like Gary is a big, dumb idiot. Is Facebook a good thing or a bad thing? You know, is it a yeah. utility that should be regulated? I mean, you know, these are these I feel are like important. it is regulated. Well, they they're kind of doing it, but yeah. they're trying not to. But I mean, should there be a forum that large that allows somebody to print whatever they want, regardless of what it is? Because that's what some people think freedom of speech is. Mm -hmm. But freedom of speech, as we've always known, is not being able to yell fire in a crowded theater. Mm -hmm. You know, my freedom of movement means I can swing my fist, but that, that freedom ends at, you know, your jaw your face, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's, it's a very important distinction. So where is Facebook and all that? And, you know, as soon as they start regulating uh, the content from, uh, you know, uh, the society at large, then they put themselves in the position of being that utility. Well, so they are, you know, that. there are demonstrably false statements. Mm -hmm. And then there are, you know, uh, dangerous content. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, blatantly racist, uh, violent, threatening, mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. I mean, where do you cross the line? Well, it's, it's ultimate. It's like pornography. You don't you can't define it, but you know what it is when you see it. Well, if, that, if we're going to define it going one way, that needs to be defined going the other. And that's a big problem I have, is that you have uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, censoring conservatives significantly, uh, banning them. The president, for example, banned. And so, Well, at some point in time, you can only say so many false things. You're still banning, you're still banning the president, or you're still banning well, a bunch of conservatives. Well, but that gets to my question earlier. You know, how, should I be allowed with a massive um, audience, say anything regardless of validity and, and, you know, things that are clearly can be damaging to other individuals or, 
you know, society at large. I mean, you know, that that person had enormous influence. Yeah. Uh, but what he was banned for was saying, um, don't do. He was banned for a lot of things. Well, they banned him from two tweets. Yeah. And the two tweets were on the day of the riots and uh, they were saying, stay peaceful. And another one was just like, your voices will be heard, but now's not the time. 75 million. You can look it up. Yeah, it, was, it, it, was, was, it was much more pointed than that. Well, it wasn't anything inciting some serious what they're like, liking to say, like, oh, that caused like uh, all these people to siege and, and everything. Well, like that. I, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to go into to nitpicking it about that but i think that the larger subject is you know what is social media and and you know why is it there and because it it's like automobiles it's like you know guns you know they're they're tools to be used for a purpose but they can easily be misused so if you and so they you know at some point at some level regulation is probably warranted but what level is that but then you're 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 cranking down on to the the freedom of speech and so if we're doing the fist to face analogy which i agree with then it needs it needs to be happening as throughout the entire summer for these groups that burned all of our cities to the ground portland uh, federal sieges all those or the the siege I, on the I have, federal I have no building sympathy for for those people. I mean, I, I have sympathy for the Black Lives Matter movement, but for the people that are, uh, you know, tearing down private, enter, you know, private businesses and private property and all Federal that. Kind of, no, I think they, they should be arrested. I, quite frankly, I think a lot of them are just joyriders. But they were arrested and then they were let to go and then they also never had their Twitter or Facebook accounts banned. So, so how do you explain the guy walking through Milwaukee after just shooting two people and walking by police and police don't do anything. Which guy are you talking about? That seventeen-year-old um, kid. Oh, he's in jail. Him. Well, now he is. Yeah. I mean, do you think a black person doing the same thing would have been allowed to walk free that night? I I don't uh, I I don't I didn't study the Kyle Rittenhouse thing I think it's a pretty easy question to answer. So I didn't study the Kyle Rittenhouse thing um, too much, uh, but. Uh, most likely not, no, not in the society that we're living in, but this is more of a, that's not a freedom of speech, that's you murder somebody and you should be locked up. I'm talking about like, if you are inciting violence, whether it's for communist ideals or fascist ideals, it's still violence. And if we're going to cut off freedom of speech at some point, it should be just inciting violence, period. But it's not being done for the left well, side. I mean, I honestly, I, I get back to this Black Lives Matter thing. I mean, I you know, I wasn't up there. I had a lot of our people that went to those Black Lives Matter protests, and they were protesting, like protesters have done since the '60s. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. And, have been and you know, they weren't part of that. You know, that group that you know, started throwing bottles at the police and all that kind of stuff. But they were trying to get their message across. But those peacefully. people but those people were organized online as Antifa. And those accounts remain unbanned. The Ayatollah Khomeini in Iran, responsible for genocide, still has a Twitter account. Literally genocide. 
still has Twitter. Uh, and so there, it's just like, if you're talking about violence, like you have to, if you're going to do I, this, I, I you have to, you that. have to completely I'm, I'm do it. I'm not aware of that, but I don't disagree with that at all. If, yeah, if they're, you know, if they're posting that rhetoric, yeah, they shouldn't. I, I mean, you know, I agree. You've well, got to be consistent. Great. That's basically all I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get from people to start seeing is because they're just like yeah trump bad and all this stuff. i was just like the other thing that this does is if we if we don't say like okay it doesn't matter which way if it's violent it's violence and that needs to be censored or regulated whatever term you want to say but it's going to come back around it starts by you censoring mm-hmm. like oh good orange man bad let's censor him up all these conservatives kicked off twitter yeah they're all a bunch of white nationalists racist whatever good 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 but it it sets a precedent that it can be done, which means that soon you'll say something that they don't like. So that's the end of you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's when, uh, again, I say, is it a, a utility? And that's when you have kind of a government commission that oversees that regulation and yeah. that that activity and and attempts to make it consistent in its application yeah and and that's honestly i don't know i can't think in my own mind another way to treat social media because it can be so dangerous it can be fantastic for you know bringing people together Mm -hmm. but you know it has it has a dark side and you know, too much power concentrated in one area is is has always required resolu- uh, regulation. Yeah. So, what were your feelings then for like um, when Parler was then basically kicked off the face of the earth? Well, supposedly they're back, and I don't really know much about that, honestly. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a real big social media guy to begin with, and so, you know, you, I'm not on Twitter. So if you, I'm not, I'm, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not on uh, it. Yeah. I don't. I never go there. So, yeah. um, it's hard for me to. I mean, I, I, I know, kind of through gossip and reading headlines in the paper what parlor is um what do you think and my understanding was that that had as much to do with technical flaws in their programming as it did with uh what they what people posted there but i'm not sure about that so the reason why they went under or the reason why they got why they why they yeah why they shut down oh they shut down because uh Apple and Google kicked them off their app stores. And then right after that, a day later, Amazon Web Services kicked them off the Internet. They took their hosting away. So it was a... Uh, Supposedly they're back or coming back. Yeah, they, they, found a, they, found a, they found a host that they're working on, but they're still not on the app stores. And so what this was, it was a concentrated effort, in my opinion, to keep the technocracy and the monopolies... Uh, concentrated on Twitter and Facebook because Parler was the fastest growing app on the app store by far. And then they kicked it off and that people were going there because of all the censorship that was happening to conservatives on Twitter and Facebook. 
And so they got together and they're like, we're just going to kill this thing. You can call it that it's all hate and everything like that. When actually the Capitol riots and all that stuff, that was actually organized in Facebook groups. And they said it was done in parlor. That was organized in Facebook groups. Like that pop. Wow. That was good pop. That was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm really out of my depth when talking about that stuff because I, I really don't know. Yeah, well, screw it. Um, I it's, I I think though we can, I, I think we both like because we definitely started on different sides of the aisle in the beginning of the conversation. And I think we both like like came to an well, agreement. Well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a I'm a reformed Republican. Trump Trump forced me out of the Republican Party. Why is that? Why? Because I couldn't listen to my commander in chief lie bald face every day over and over again his his propensity to um uh proffer anything that benefits him individually not the country not his uh uh duties and responsibilities yeah. as as the leader of the country it was all about him i mean and and people were blindly following i can't I, I can't tolerate, you know, I think at some point in time that uh, office needs to stand for, uh, you know, honor and dignity. And he didn't, he was not even close. I guess I just ended up having a easier time. I'm not, I, I haven't been thrilled with the Trump presidency, but I was under this. Um, spell of of Obamaism and I voted for him and I thought he was pretty great and changed and yes we can and everything and then um what made me start looking at it differently and not just look at how the media propped him up and how he's very charismatic and speaks well and all that sort of stuff was uh the Snowden incident so um to me Snowden is a hero um, I hope, I mean, Trump's got like 24 hours, I doubt he'll do it, but I wish him and Julian Assange would both be um, pardoned. Um, but when Snowden came out and revealed that not only is the government listening to everything we're doing and reading everything we're doing, but they're storing it to be able to be used against us out of context and plenty of examples of that actually happening in secret uh, military uh, uh, courts with no due process. That was a uh, holy crap moment. And um, Obama came on TV and said that he should be tried for treason, a.k.a. killed. Mm-hmm. And that to me was just a, what, You're, that's not the change hope guy that I voted for at all. Um, And so that ended up continuing. And then I ended up just looking back at like, okay, well, what was Obama doing and all the things I was hoping he was doing? A fun fact that I found is that, you know, if you're for open borders and uh, if you think Trump's like super against uh, immigration and everything, as far as deportation into Central Latin America, uh, Obama did 
in the first four years, 400,000 a year, while Trump was only like 220 a year. Oh, I know. I think the numbers are, you know, complete people got wrapped up in that. It's like, well, how, you know, we are still a nation of laws. Yeah. And I want to be as sympathetic to people seeking a better life as anyone. But you've got to have a system to regulate that. You can't just allow, you know, anybody to to come across. And, you know, and I'm not, I think Trump really got off the rails when he called them all rapists and, and drug dealers. Yeah. You know, I, I again, a, just a stupid, inflammatory, playing to his base comment that was completely unnecessary. It wasn't needed to make his argument. Yeah, he didn't say that they all were. He said that he's stopping a, some a of them. Large number. Well, I think it was. He said I think it he was said, more he, than that. That I, I can't. I can't recall the exact. Well, he words, said that so. they're sending over their their rapists and their murderers and stuff like that, and we gotta stop it. And he wasn't saying that they all like, were like the Cuban airlift, you know. Yeah, and then uh, and then Obama ended up dropping more. Obama dropped so many bombs that we ran out of bombs. There was actually mm-hmm. a point in time we ran out of bombs. He brought us from two wars to seven. He started the Yemen genocide. That's right, Americans, we did a genocide in Yemen. Good, go us. Who did Obama? The Syrian gas attacks. Those fucking gas attacks were a false flag, and everybody knows it, but that was all done under the CIA, and Obama knew and just sent it in. And um, Trump actually, in December, tried to pull us out of Afghanistan, and all of a sudden CNN starts running stuff saying that Oh, that's that's awful for the troops. You're gonna kill the troops by bringing them home. They're literally saying that. Kill the troops by bringing them home. That's how you're gonna bring our troops home in body bags if you bring them home. Because what's good for them is war. What? So I I I was just I for all of a sudden the Democratic Party has become warmongers, and I don't want that at all. Um, and it's everything's flipped. Everything's upside down. Land outside is inside. Uh, masks is breathing. I, like every everything doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Um, all I'm hoping is that after this whole thing, I, I'm hoping that this lockdown stuff might have been a play, or probably has been a play to make Trump really look bad. And then after he's fully he, out, I don't think he needed any help. I think he I did. Mean, I mean, the, the narcissism is, is on display for everyone to see. You know, that, that, if there's a definition of the president, it should be, you can't be that. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, it, everything was about him. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't stand that somebody would take away his phone. He couldn't, couldn't have his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, that, that, that's an unstable person in the in the most powerful position on earth. I, I it it just it doesn't make any sense. If can you imagine what would have happened if he was just a little bit more empathetic, just a tiny bit more humble? Yeah. He would have won by a landslide. I mean, if he I, I, just, think he, I think uh, he did win by a landslide. No, come on. You're not. You're not that good. Don't tell me that. You know, I'm sorry. At some point in time, you have to have facts, and there are none. I know. I'm trying to find them in the election. I really am. Yeah, what? So, you know, the problem with conspiracy theories 
is it requires a whole bunch of people to come together, right? So you got 10,000 people that were uh, running elections in the states. You got yeah. you got 3,000 people. To, I mean, the numbers are staggering of all the people that would have to come together and keep that secret. Do you think that's possible? I mean, to, to no, say- No, I don't, I don't think they kept it a secret. You're too smart. I don't think they kept it a secret. You're too smart to have fallen into that trap. I, I, I don't think they kept it a secret, Gary. I think it got blown out into the open. Okay, so tell me why no judge, even those appointed by Trump, would even hear the case. The suit, yeah. That's a that's a question I've been thinking about for a while. I don't know why the Supreme Court wouldn't hear why, Texas. Why nobody, why would no Supreme, attorney, why would including Court? Rudy Giuliani, when going before the courts, would mention that uh, there was uh, uh, what was it? What was the term? Um, you know, none of those attorneys could even use the term of fraud. Mm -hmm. Because that would be a, a, a known lie and in violation of their, uh, their oath mm -hmm. before the bar, and they could be disbarred. None of them would use those terms when standing before any of the courts, not just the Supreme Court, but the superior courts as well. And not even Giuliani, Trump's you know, lapdog, would use those words. Well, you got to be careful with what could end up ending your career, right? So, so why would it end their career if they were right? I think there's a lot of things that people do that... At uh, some point in time, under what circumstances can you imagine what, would, what evidence would have to come to you that would tell you that, yeah, you know, Trump was really just an ass and he, he was I do a think bad he, president? I do, think, I do think he was an ass. I, I, I don't think he was... Uh, a bad president, though I think that our economy started raging. I mean, what would for have to come to you to believe that it was a fair election? What evidence would you require for me to see there's a fair election? Um, to have the Supreme and don't Court. say we're going to have a recount because that's no. I mean, I I I saw all the evidence I needed to. I I saw the suitcases in Atlanta being pulled out at two in the morning. The water main that broke that what, never what broke. What was that? How do? You, what was? I mean. Come on, there are too many people around. I don't know what that there was. There wasn't too many people around. They made they made it so that Republicans well, there had to watch filming. from behind. I know, and the cameras saw the people Come pull on. suitcases out from under the tables. I saw it. I, I'm like, holy shit, this actually happened. The water mains that broke. There wasn't a water main that broke. That was a lie. We know it was a lie. So why did they lie about it? I, I just think... There's way too many people that have looked at this, way too many courts that have looked at this, and nobody, there's zero evidence that there was any meaningful uh, voter fraud. So I, I don't, you know, I wasn't there. I wasn't, you know, in Georgia. I, what, but I guess I have a hard... I can tell you that conspiracies, the one thing about conspiracies, they require an enormous amount of people. It's like the conspiracy we didn't really land on the moon. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, at some point in time, how many people would have to be involved in that to keep that secret? You know, it just doesn't happen. I just don't think that this is a secret. I just think it just wasn't reported on. 
by the mass media. I don't think it's that much of a secret. Like all those things, all the evidence does exist. And Texas decided to take it to the Supreme Court, the state of Texas, and then 18 other states jumped on with Texas to do it. And the Supreme Court just wouldn't hear it. It doesn't right. make it right or wrong. It just make right. it. It's just what it is. Right. With these a majority of attorney generals, judges. Sure, but I know. But these state attorney generals and everything, they yeah. wouldn't just do there's it. Just, there's no evidence. None. They, they wouldn't do it if they didn't think there was no evidence. If the, the state attorney generals for these, they, like these are prestigious, intelligent people, they wouldn't be like, yeah, no, sounds good. Like we've never had this before. Well, we have. Back in 1800 was a was a was a sketchy election. But besides that. You know, you win and then you go on. But this one brought up a lot of raised eyebrows, and that's why where we are now. I, I, I don't think I'll ever. I think they ever... brought up raised eyebrows because Trump said from the very beginning, there's no way I'm going to lose. He didn't have any evidence of that. It hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. He's a complete ass. Anything was possible. I mean, I, I just... Yes. At some point in time, there's got to be physical evidence of 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 that happening, and I, I just, I'm sorry, I, I you know, I, it at at some point in time, you got to come up with something. They had their chance. They it it the the courts wouldn't hear it, and the courts wouldn't hear it because there was no evidence. The attorneys wouldn't even speak the words because they could be in violation of their oath. To me, why would why would uh, uh, why would they care? Why those attorneys are are being you know they're paid hitmen. They you know if 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 it if it didn't put them at risk, they'd be jumping all over it. Why would it put them at risk? Well, like you said, it does. So they have to tiptoe around it. Yeah, but come on. At some point in time, there's a preponderance of evidence. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I thought the the states binding binding together to challenge it, eighteen of them, that was pretty powerful to me. I'm like, okay, you guys got to be doing this for uh, more of a reason than there's just not nothing. And I and I the, did see things. Ted Cruz and. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen more wacky stuff through this election cycle and, and people behaving poorly based on nothing more than a, you know, than, than a, a talk show host, you know, telling game, people what to believe. Yeah. Uh, or a game show host. Yeah. yeah he's talking talk about show, what to believe. Host, yeah. Game show, reality yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah I mean it, this is this bodes very poorly for our country going forward I think I mean it it really does because I think he's pushed the standard and this is going to be the blueprint that the Republicans are going to use and going forward unless something really dramatic happens and probably won't we'll probably get more of him which you know yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the personality and everything like that I'm also not a, I mean there's some things that he was aimed doing like we were talking in trade which was good being hard on China and stuff like that is good. But there's like the CARES Act, you know, he signed that. And to me, that that's an abomination on our republic. Uh, and it's just as the, the CARES Act is just the hammerlock of our, of our rapacious oligarchy, destroying any shreds of democracy that might have been left. So and, he, and, and it, it passed through the Senate and the House unanimously. And... Uh, 
verbal vote so they couldn't tie it back to AOC and the squad for being such an awful way to funnel $5 trillion to the richest 0.01% in this country. Yeah. But that's what was happening. And Trump signed it, and Biden's going to sign another one. And the con. Yeah. All, all I've really learned yeah, on this whole continues. thing is whether it's Trump or Biden or Obama or Hillary, it doesn't matter. It is we live in a rapacious oligarchy, and uh, the goal is is to separate, is to destroy the middle class, middle class. And it's. Uh, I don't think that's the goal, but if it happens, you know, nobody will lose sleep over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Perhaps I mean, goal, you know, how do people happening. come in like Obama? Um, I don't Trump didn't, you know, that, he's a he's a, a, a different kind of a case. But, you know, they come in with nothing. They end up with, you know, like the Clintons, uh, you know, ton of dough at the end of it. They didn't have another job in between. You know how much the president's paid. Yep, four hundred thousand uh, a year. They definitely yeah. got a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. Obama's living on a forty-five acre estate, in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, it's cheap. That's yeah. <laughs> that's some cheap pretty stuff. nice if you can do it. Yeah. So, all right, Gary. Well, I think we'll just right. keep on going down yeah. the political. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, beer, beer, and, and conversation is great. You know, and the whole point is, is uh, you know, to be able to to talk about things that. People, you know, uh, can engage with, agree, disagree, but it's you okay know, to disagree it's, it's too. A, absolutely, yeah. and uh, you know, it's if also can facilitate that. Then I'm I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, I am too, and I I think it's it's one of those things like you you have me you have me also thinking like you know why isn't that the attorneys like we're doing anything with the fraud and any of the courts looking so you know you end up going both ways and. Um, maybe something I said. Maybe, you th- maybe, maybe you think probably not. But perhaps you're thinking, <laughs> perhaps you think, why did all they this, all make why, me why, think? Why I, did all these states I, push it? And I never, I never it. learned anything from somebody who agreed with me. Yeah, that's a good saying. That's a Garyism yeah. right there. Yeah. I, unless I may have said it. All right. Well, I'll end up that Gary. All right. Hey, but, hey thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Fun. Yeah.